Hi, this is Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 66 of the Clarinet Podcast, the show where I discuss all that's new and neat with clarinet with the neatest people in the industry. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Claire Hammond and Annabelle Moe from Moe Bleichner Music Distribution to discuss their new product called the Match Pitch Barrel. This barrel was my pick for neatest and newest item at Clarinet Fest 2017, and it features an adjustable length between 63 and 67 millimeters, durable 3D printed construction, a creative color-coded measuring system, and an amazing price of just $49. Whether you're a student in a marching band who plays in extreme temperatures or you're a doubler who needs to make quick switches, this product is sure to be a hit. Now I'd like to mention here as well that Mo Bleichner has made the extremely generous offer to donate 20% of the proceeds from this Match Pitch Barrel product and another product they have called the Belt Held Sack Strap towards the Hurricane Irma relief effort. You can purchase the item directly from Mo Bleichner's website, which I'll link to in the show notes, or from clarinet.com. This offer will be valid from the release of today's episode on September 18th, 2017, until the end of the month. For detailed show notes for this and all other episodes of the podcast, head to www.clarenet.com. There you can also find out how to support the show on Patreon, and I'd love to thank this week our latest backers, Kristen C., Lisa C., and John B. Thank you so much, guys, for helping bring the podcast to everyone all around the world. And you also might notice an improved sound. This is because I'm using a brand new microphone called the MXL 770, and uh, this was made possible directly by the support of the Patreon backers. So thank you to all who help support the show on a weekly basis. This episode of the podcast, one lucky Clarinet listener will win a match pitch barrel. I'll be doing the draw and announcing at the very end of the episode, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening, and now I bring you Claire and Annabelle after a message from our sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques, so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit daddario.com woodwinds. So I'm here today with Claire and Annabelle from Mo Bleichner Music Distribution. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, Sean. You've sent me a really awesome new product that you guys have, and I, I had the experience to try this out at Clarinet Fest this year. It's called the Match Pitch Barrel, and it's a very affordable, priced at just $49 product that is adjustable between 63 and 67 millimeters. Why don't you give us a quick, or give me, uh, the listeners, a quick rundown about uh, how you guys came about this product and some of its innovations. The big thought was that with most of the adjustable barrels that you can get that are out there, they're really expensive and they're really not priced in a way so that somebody who would really need it but doesn't need it all the time or even, you know, a student that has trouble, you know, matching the pitch of the orchestra that they're playing in can really just um, get their hands on one and really use one. So it was really the idea to get it down to a price point where it's a neat addition for people and we really wanted to get it under under a $50 price point to make it affordable and make it nice to use. So really, we've had a super positive response from anyone, you know, uh, 
band directors, people who do marching with the temperature differences that really just throws everything out of whack, but also a lot of professional players that, you know, they're not going to use it all the time, but they will use it whenever they like can tell that it's going to be uh, difficulties regarding the pitch with temperature and just all the different aspects that come into it. I really think that was actually a big part of the uh, development was the price point to get it to that point where it was really good and the sound was there but it wasn't quite so expensive. Yeah, you know, I have to say that I, uh, as someone who's been in marching band before, this would have been a godsend back then because we played back, you know, in Calgary here, the temperature is so <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> in the summer, it's about 30 to 40 degrees Celsius, which I guess is, you know, oh God, I don't know, 80 or 100 degrees Fahrenheit kind of thing, right? And then in the winter... Uh -huh. It's minus the same, like it literally could be minus 40 and in the Stampede Band, you'd be outside um, playing <laughs> in that kind of weather. It's terrible. So, of course, you don't want a wooden clarinet. Um, but what you would need as well is something like this, which not only lengthens the barrel, but but allows for it to be very short. Because, of course, when you play outside in minus 30 degree weather, you're, you're playing rather flat. So I imagine these would be quite popular with with marching bands um, where you've sold them all over the world now. Yeah, we've sold them. Actually, we've sold them to, uh, to uh, Turkey. We sold them to uh, Norway. We're actually currently setting up a distribution in Scandinavia. So they're going to cover Norway, Sweden, um, and all the uh, Scandinavian countries up there. We're setting up a distribution in China. We're in talks with a distribution in Russia as well. Uh, but we've also we've sold them to, um, to El Salvador, Brazil, Canada. We sold them to <laughs> South Korea. South Korea. We sold a lot to South Korea as well. Wow. They really hit really well there. Well, you know, it's such an interesting design. How did you decide on the little, for those who haven't seen it, I mean, first of all, head to clarinet.com and check out the show notes for this episode. I'm going to put up a little video of me kind of showing how it works and, and they've got one up too. So um, no need to imagine over the podcast how it looks. Just go have a look. Um, but it's got these little kind of dots. There's a red dot and you kind of line the red dot up with the other dots and that gives you your your lengths. And um, it's funny because my wife, who honestly doesn't really care much about clarinet accessories, but but she <laughs> she saw this as I was unboxing it, you know, because I bring various things home when I, I show her and she's like, oh, very nice. But this one, she's like, wow, those are so cute. What is that thing? And right away she was sort of playing, trying to get it adjusted and stuff, right? So I imagine kids, when they see this, are just, you know, over the moon with thinking it's cool. So how's the reception been with kids? Um, actually, really well, for that exact reason. We really wanted it to be flexibly adjustable. So you can really go in between, too, if you ever needed to. But we obviously yeah. needed a point of reference. We really wanted there to be a... Um, a quick and easy way to tell, but also for band directors to maybe be able to say, oh, I'm going to need you to go on blue, I need you to go on yellow, so that if they have, even if they have beginners, they don't have to go start with you. So I need you to be at like a 64 right now, and then the student looks at it and is like, what is a 64? So it just yeah. really is just very intuitive, and so we had a really positive response, especially also at, at um, Clarinet Fest, and we're really excited to actually take it to some of the um, educator shows as well to really get it out there to band directors and to students directly and parents and to just uh, get it into the hands of the people that really need it and actually at this point now also can afford it which is which is really nice so that was really part of the design and we really wanted it to kind of have that effect on people and for it to be fun and you know a cool accessory you have um, that yeah. is helpful and, and a fun addition to your clarinet. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I, You know what? The most interesting thing to me is like, you know, with children, sometimes they're not fully spatially aware yet either. 
um, if they're very young. And I, I can't tell you the number of times I go to a clinic and I'm helping them, you know, learn how to tune for the first time. And I'll tell one kid like, oh, OK, little Johnny, uh, pull out a millimeter. And then I tell the girl next to him the same thing or something. And a millimeter to these two kids is something completely different. Like one's barrel's about to fall off and the other has pulled it like maybe a hair, you know. Um, so this, if I was able to tell them like, yeah, go to the yellow dot, I think it would be so much easier for them in that way. So, yeah, very, very cool. What is the maintenance like with this? Because I noticed when it arrived, it had a little bit of kind of some sort of lubricant in there like i could kind of see do you have to re-oil it no so with with those we um we grease them after production and um then honestly you're you're set um if if it does uh come up that you need to re-grease it eventually which um you know i i honestly don't foresee most people needing to do that um mm. but they are uh they are disassemblable um so there's actually a pin in the barrel and what that does is it stops the barrel at 67 millimeters um however the pin is actually it's hollow so you can break the pin hmm. it, it was designed that way because uh you don't want to break the barrel so um the pin actually does uh come out it's uh spring loaded and so you can disassemble the barrel completely um, we, we have the pen in there because, you know, you don't want, uh, students in, uh, in band just disassembling their barrels losing and half losing half of it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. Uh, so, uh, the pen is, you know, it's not a necessity for the barrel to work. Um, but, uh, they do come with, uh, replacement pens. So if something happens to the pen, you have a couple of replacements and you're, you're set. Um. So with that, it's um, definitely you can disassemble and just uh, just a little bit of uh, cork grease. Yeah, and, just um, if, if you realize that it starts going more, uh, it, it kind of harder to turn. Uh, we really, I mean, it's since it doesn't usually disassemble completely, there isn't really much uh, you know use on it. It's not like the the uh, oil needs to be be done or like the grease needs to be be done like every year or anything like that. Just if you if you do see it, it's not really that different from doing anything else with it. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward process, and that's really all the maintenance you could ever need on it. They're 3D printed, so... Um, yeah, I was just going to say, tell me a little bit about the, the, the process. I mean, I have a feeling that 3D printing is what allowed a product like this to reach such an incredible price point. With 3D printing, we're into kind of a new era of technology where something like this can be designed kind of, you know, on the computer first, right? So. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was really, um, it was a really fun process to get it there, actually, to kind of, you know, because um, once, once the design was ready... Um, to kind of uh, work and get that kind of into a, like a real-life application. So the 3D printing was a huge part of that. It's also just a really fun thing that people are really interested in. So I think that just adds another layer of um, fun to the to the product when you first see it. Uh, we also really liked the, um, the kind of the um, material that it is because it's really sturdy, um, but it's not quite you know, like an ABS compound, which is really, really dense. So it really kind of worked nicely with the thickness of the actual um, of the actual uh, barrel to kind of balance out with the material to really give you a great sound and to really warm up that sound. And it, it worked really nicely. It was great for uh, for first developing it as well because it's just 3D printing is so flexible in what you can do. Yeah. So uh, it was a really, really good uh, process and we really enjoyed doing that. And we're actually we're looking into, you know, expanding on it and doing... Um, doing models for 
uh, Selma and doing one for a German clarinet and um, uh, there's we're actually, one. Uh, we're also working on a, um, because you can 3D print uh, a wood material as well. Yeah. So, uh, so that is, uh, is in the works as well. As well as, well as an MBOX show, so thinking about doing an actual one one, just to like, to see. And it's just a really fun uh, thing to, to kind of develop further and to just so many applications to, to kind of go with this. So we've been... We've been really busy with that and really enjoying it. We're actually getting the, the first uh, Selma ones in uh, really soon. They should be available, I think, in a, within a couple of weeks. Yeah, that, that's the wood, one? the wood one? Wood version? No, the Selma version. Oh, version. Yeah. Okay. The current one, the current one really fits anything. Uh, like it's, We call it deeper face style ones. It fits all the fake clarinets, and it really fits basically up. I mean, all student clarinets until it's something really out of the ordinary. But we've we've tried it on quite a few. It fits on the um, the Ubels, it fits on the Fay, and it fits on most standard student clarinets. And of course, does it switch easily between B flat and A? Like, is the is the bore something yeah. that will work with both? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just switch the barrel, and some people very staunchly don't. But uh, <laughs> I've heard many people do. So, what have some of the customer reactions been from getting this product in their hands? Any stories to share? So we actually had um, a guy who, uh, he's 70, and he just started playing the clarinet. And um, he got a match pitch barrel because he wasn't able to, to play in tune uh, with his instrument. And so, you know, he was looking for something that he could adjust easier. And um, and he got the barrel, and he was like, this is great. I'm, I'm playing in tune. And, you know, as I get used to playing the clarinet and um, my embouchure adjusts, then, you know, I don't have to go out and buy another barrel. I can uh, adjust this barrel so that, um, you know, to not have to invest in another barrel is really nice, especially, you know, just starting. And um, and it was great to get that feedback. We also, um, you know, we've had uh, one of our artists uh, play uh, the match pitch on a student clarinet. And um, and Joshua Johnson, he, um, he was playing it and he's like, you know, this is, this is, it sounds great. It's, uh, you know, there's so much, a lot of times they sound better than the, um, than the stock barrels that are coming with the instruments. So it's, um, it's really an improvement on the sound. One of the, the things you talk about on the website is that the, the student will be able to play more in tune. And because, you know, as you know, clarinetists often start playing quite flat. And, and at first I thought, well, isn't that kind of a cop out to just sort of adjust the barrel really short and make up for that. But I think we forget as, as seasoned players that part of what you're doing is working on the physical endurance. And the, one of the reasons that the kids play flat is because they get tired more easily. So I don't know, there, there's almost no reason with something like this that it I don't think it would develop a bad habit or something. I just think it allows someone to play music in a more pleasing way. Um, you know, playing in tune is so important. It's so enjoyable <laughs> to play yeah, in especially tune. Especially because they're, you know, when they're playing by themselves and they play flat, I guess easy to kind of correct it and like, you know, like do your do your thing. Even if you play a little flat, it's not going to sound that bad to the untrained ear. But if you if you play together and then they come into class and then the band director is trying because it's not just the clarinetist you know everybody wants to play and so that's not mm -hmm. really all that you know it just really kind of brings everyone to to a point where it's just fun I mean that was like a huge thing just for it to be fun to play together that it's not it doesn't become this thing where you sound great when you play by yourself and then you play with everybody else and you realize this sounds horrendous like nothing works. Yeah. And so really kind of to bring the to bring the fun into that and to not have it be frustrating once you come into class and 
Exactly. Yeah. And even with my own students, like I, I find it with a very young student, they, I get them, you know, tuning on the barrel, getting the right pitch and all that. But of course it does sort of wane throughout the lesson sometimes, but just naturally I adjust my pitch or sometimes if it's real, if I want to play a duet or something and I know they're going to be really flat for the day, I just, instead of harping on them about them, I want them to get something else out of the lesson that day. So I'll, I'll just pull out my barrel a little bit. It'll be so much nicer to just be able to adjust theirs and have them feel comfortable and learn how to do it. And, and, uh, in contrast to thinking this is kind of a cop out, I think it's actually going to really allow students to be more mindful of their, yeah. their pitch. You, you know, you know, then you see that oh, I'm on a 63. Oh, I should. That's not where I should be. Where I should be right now. So even though you know you're there, you kind of in your mind, you kind of go, okay, I need to work on that. I need to. I really want to get to a point where I can where I play this on a 65, and then you can just kind of go there gradually. And you can see, oh, you know, yes, like, you know, like last week I needed on a, needed to be at a 63 to play with others. And just today I can, I'm on a 64. And you can also just like, you know, it's really nice to kind of see and to really get um, the most out of, out of a playing and for it to be fun. Because I think that's really the, the biggest thing that's going to have them stick with it if they, if they enjoy it, if it's not, you know, if it's not a chore. So um, we've actually, I mean, it's really funny because we originally really thought that we were going to sell a lot, like mostly to students, but we've actually had such an overwhelming response from professional players that are like, yo, are you, are you kidding? This is great, you know? No, for doublers too. I mean, the clarinet is one of those instruments, or it's the instrument, I guess, that takes the longest to warm up because of the, the mass of the, the wood, right? So saxophones are pretty much, I don't want to say they're instant on, but they, they come in tune much more quickly, you know? So if you've got a clarinet sitting there for the first, you know, two acts of a, I don't know, some sort of show that you're doing, um, and then all of a sudden you need to play it, it's going to be flat. And if you can can use this thing, even a quick little adjustment would be would be great. So, yeah, I think it's a really awesome product. and I, I, I bet you'll get a lot more stories like that. Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've just had, it's just so much fun to, sorry, uh, to kind of get the, um, to get, to get the response because we've had the, we've had lots of plays in Korea by them and we had, we had one initially and he was like, he loved it and he was so excited and you know, he, he bought one and he was like, this is great. So then he actually, he showed, ended up showing it to um, a lot of his friends and they ended up putting together an order for, I think, 18 so they could get, you know, a discount and they ordered <laughs> all together and they could save on shipping and then, you know, next thing you knew, we, we, we were sending 18 barrels to South Korea because they just like, they saw them and it's just like, it's really nice because it's really that price point where when you see it and you really like it, you can get it. You don't have to like think about it and then, um, and then just go, oh my God, I, I, I do want this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to save up to buy it. It's really kind of reachable for people to have, to kind of have that technology, which I think is really fun. Where is it available for purchase? I mean, it's directly from you guys, of course. Um, and we've actually got it on Clarinet now, which which I'm really happy about because it is a very cool, innovative product. And actually, I would label it the neatest and newest thing I found at Clarinet Fest this year, right? Um, but where else can people buy it if they're looking for something locally? So currently, we're still uh, in the process of setting up uh, distribution here in the U.S. So like you said, right now, it's available for purchase on, on Clarinet. And it's available on our website. Um, and we are uh, starting to get uh, dealers set up. But as of yet, um, it is not currently available in, uh, in stores. But, um, you know, if you uh, are looking to get it locally and you talk to a store, definitely we can, um, we can get it uh, in stores near someone. So. Yeah, we're definitely, we're, that's a big priority for us because we love to have it, you know, 
it's available for people to just walk into a store and buy it since we just um, launched it like like one and a half months ago. We're still in the process. We're still getting uh, in contact with viewers. We've had a very we've had a very good response mm-hmm. too, but um, it's it's taking us a little while to get it. No, fair enough. It's hard to get distribution all across the the world for something like this, especially when demand you know picks up right away. Um, but yeah, I think the online ordering it's not really. People are used to that now. It's not really like it's an inconvenience or something. But so one of the most interesting parts for me is for band teachers or something. I saw on your website that if they buy more than 10, they're going to get a 10% discount as well. So the already low price will be <laughs> even lower for that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we definitely, because was, that was a huge part of it, was just the um, kind of the educator aspect. So we really, we've always um, really liked to support that and really been uh, involved with band directors as well because we actually used to have a um, a small chain of music stores and of course we worked really closely with band directors and it's just it's, it was always you know very much in the forefront of our mind kind of the needs of parents and band directors and just like because it's so important to kind of just get music kind of early on in your education and just really kind of get the, the passion for it so it's, that was definitely a priority for us. So I'm just thinking here, looking at it, are, are the dots 3, 3D printed as well? They are, yes. What I'm wondering then is, is there a version pending which might be in one of these colors? Because the barrel is, of course, black, but what about like a red one with black dots or something like that? We actually have not looked into that direction at all. No? Um, okay. We, you know, we haven't. I mean, we've been, we've been really crazy busy with uh, getting, you know, for all the different instruments because we, we, we have this list that people have been contacting us for Selmers. We have this list that we put them on and then we'll just have to do an email blast once we get those in. And then the, the wooden one. So uh, I don't know, but I just, I don't really want to say that there's something that we want to do. <laughs> having, and you know, it's, it's been, it's been great to just try out lots of different things and, and kind of move forward and, um, and expand on the product. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We also have, um, Lots of people waiting for one for uh, German system clarinets. Um, we've we've had several uh, several people inquiring, and that one's also in the works as as well. So, well, I'm happy to hear it's a success. I mean, I, I can't believe it only launched, I guess, a month ago, and yeah, it's already been this kind of response. So, yeah, congratulations yeah. with that. So, I want to move on because you guys do have a second product that's actually very interesting. We'll touch on real quick here. Um, and it's, it's so funny for me to watch because the progression of things that have sort of changed, um, just through my observations from like being on the, being running the podcast thing. Um, Michael Lowenstern, I remember chatting with him a little bit on the podcast about at that time he had mentioned that there was a, I can't remember exactly what he said, but something about there was a strap he was working on and he was working with someone to develop it, but he wouldn't tell me who. And then at Clarinet Fest, I found the strap. So can you tell me a little bit about the belt-held sax strap, which Michael Lonestern kind of uh, worked with you guys a little bit on? Yeah, so the uh, belt-held sax strap, it, um, we introduced it uh, first uh, at noon this, this past year. Um, so it's also still very new. And um, what it does differently is uh, it actually loops around your belt or we do also have a version that has suspender clips, so it'll clip onto your pants. Hmm. So it takes the weight off of your, your neck, so that you're not carrying your instrument on your neck only. Lots of people, you know, have, have problems with neck pain from playing for long hours. Or, you know, younger students who to hold a tenor when you're, uh, when you're younger can be really, really heavy. 
So um, to have that weight so that it's uh, distributed rather than just being on your neck, um, the belt held actually doesn't have any weight on your neck. It uh, it holds on your your shoulders and uh, from your from your pants. So it's um, super comfortable. It's also you know it's a really lightweight strap, so it's really really flexible. So we're really excited to uh, have have worked on that with uh, Michael Lonster. Yeah, we really we really also liked that it's like a it's like a harness, but mm-hmm. it's really small. And once it rolls up, it really kind of just fits in your hand. You can really just put it in your case, and it's um, super just comfortable to use and really quick. So then we have the suspender straps we actually got because it's like the idea, you know, oh, what if you don't wear them? Because there are plenty of people that just not belt people. There are pants that don't even have belt loops, so we really wanted to be more accessible. Yeah, and it's actually it's made of like a seat belt type material. Is that uh, yeah. 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 So it's a it's a seat belt material. It's really really sturdy. I mean, obviously, seatbelt uh, seatbelts have to be super, super sturdy. So that material is really sturdy, and we we wanted to make a, a strap that you know is really sturdy because lots of lots of neck straps you get them and they have plastic clips, and if the clip breaks, your saxophone is on the ground, and that's that's a really really expensive uh, thing to happen. Yeah. Um, I've seen it in in workshops. It's always it's always really uh, really sad because. Um, you know, you, you don't expect your clip to break. So they're made really sturdy with actually their uh, metal clips and they're uh, a spring-loaded uh, scissor clip. So you can't drop the saxophone because the clip overlaps and it's always holding. Um, so that's really sturdy also. Um, we wanted to just, you know, you don't want to uh, have your neck strap not be reliable. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Michael Lonesor had always made a good point, or he made this point in the podcast, I think, but uh, it, it doesn't feel so comfortable when you're blowing on a wind instrument to have something, like, wrapped around your neck. I mean, there's a lot of important stuff that goes through your neck, like he said, like, you know, blood vessels to your brain, your spine, that kind of thing, right? So it seems like a better idea to put the weight on your shoulders than have a, you know, gigantic bass clarinet low c or whatever hanging from you know one of the most important parts of your body that's not even that strong right so so yeah Yeah. it's a really really good idea tell me about the uh the little adjustment mechanism there's like these three rings that's a pretty cool idea too um yeah so that's actually uh it's a patented adjustment mechanism and it's uh it's similar to if you've ever been camping so you uh you actually there are two rings and you, you turn the, uh, the one ring and the string will move smoothly and adjust. And it's actually uh, then locked back into place by the uh, weight from the instrument. So that is actually um, because you just turn the ring and adjust it, uh, it's actually super easy to adjust so that you can adjust it with one hand while playing. Because, you know, if you're... Uh, if you're a doubler or you're in the middle of playing and you need to uh, adjust your neck strap, you don't want to have to stop everything and, and use two hands to adjust your, your neck strap because that takes a lot more time. And uh, so it's super easy to adjust and uh, it's really secure as well um, because it's really the weight of the instrument holds it in place. So technically the heavier the instrument, the stronger it holds um, just automatically. So which is just a really great um and really secure, and it's really just the most basic physics, really. And it's so it's so ingenious for it to just tilt and um, and the, the string is straight, and then as soon as you let go, it'll hold secure. So even if you slip for whatever reason, it will just 
old Sit for there. you. So that's, yeah, well, it is too. great because, you know, with neck straps too, the one thing you don't want to do is, you know, you're holding your instrument and then you got to adjust the neck strap. You have to take both hands off the instrument and adjust the neck strap. And all of a sudden your instrument, which is, you know, very expensive, is sort of at risk of falling if that clip fails. So it is a very, very cool idea, very interesting product. And uh, yeah, I really wish you guys success with, with both of these. They're awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Definitely. We've had a lot of fun. So it's, it's been a great process and we've loved working with all the people that we've worked with, with all the different, with all the different products. So it's been a really fun, creative process and we'll just hope it'll continue like that because it's been great. So what's next for Mo Blackner? We, we've heard about these Selmer barrels and uh, I planted the seed for a red one or something, <laughs> maybe a purple <laughs> clarinet line or something. But what's, what's coming up next from you guys? Uh, we actually have a couple of things also for for uh, Belltown in the works. We really want to make one for marching again, like with matches the Belltown is really nice to uh, kind of keep that weight off your neck when you're, especially when you're walking. So I think that's going to be really nice. We want it to be white. Uh, we're also looking into some uh, coated hook um, because we've, we've had uh, some requests for that. So uh, for the Belltown as well to kind of increase security. And then we really, uh, we've really just been looking all over the world with with match pits especially we've just been getting so much feedback so we've really been working with uh distributors a lot and we've been contacted by people uh, all over who are like I, I love this product i want to get this word out here in whatever country it is that they're in so we've been we've really really excited to kind of work more on that and to really um just expand on it just had our hands full with that because it's only been, like I said, it's only been, you know, months. So um, we definitely will be quite busy with that, I think, for the next couple of months. So, Claire, do you have anything to say? Or I heard you had something to announce. We got some uh, exciting information today. And um, we are really, really excited to announce that we are going to be the North American distribution for RZ Woodwinds. RZ makes really, really high quality clarinets in the Czech Republic. And we're so excited to be representing them here in North America. Well, guys, it was wonderful talking today to, to you today. I think you've got a really awesome product here. You guys are clearly a community-oriented company with some great things on the go. And uh, I think everything you're doing is fantastic. So thank you so much. And um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? Uh, no, I think we've covered yeah, everything. I think we have. Thanks so much for having us, Sean. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I hope I'll see you guys again. Uh, you're, are you at Midwest this year? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I, I think, think uh, we're still in the scheduling process for all yeah. like, for upcoming show seasons. So yeah. it's, it's getting really, really close to like lots of other things. So we have to see. But uh, we'll definitely keep everyone updated on Facebook, on uh, just, uh, just social media in general on our website. So where can I should have mentioned this? Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes to you guys' social media accounts. But you've got Facebook. Do you have Twitter, or where else should people follow you? Uh, we actually don't currently have Twitter. We uh, <laughs> we should. <laughs> You're not alone. People don't seem to have Twitter anymore. It's I think it's becoming the new MySpace. Do you have MySpace? <laughs> 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 no, we uh, we missed the, the MySpace wagon a little bit. I think we were a little bit late to that particular party. <laughs> I remember a while ago. Did you hear that that news? They had um uh, someone hacked MySpace and all the passwords were were in there or something. And I I just remember thinking, thank God, someone has my MySpace password. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually kind of like MySpace. In some ways, I miss it. 
It was a kind of a yeah, cool. I, I can't remember if I actually deleted my MySpace. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. I think everybody's also out there somewhere, like in their like hot pink comic stands and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back when social media was very new, man, it's come a long way. It's really changed. So, anyways, you've got yeah. <laughs> you've got a Facebook page, you got a website, and uh, send people you. along to both Thanks. of those. Wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Okay, have a great weekend, Sean. You too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Clarinet Podcast. For detailed show notes, see www.clarinet.com. So at the beginning of today's episode, I did promise that I'd be giving away one match pitch barrel. This is compliments of Mo Bleichner Music Distribution. Thanks, guys, for providing this awesome giveaway. Um, to be eligible to win giveaways from the podcast, you need to be on the Clarinet email list. And you can do this by heading to clarinet.com, scrolling down all the way to the bottom, and clicking on the subscribe button. Now, I'm going to ask Google to help me pick a random number between 1 and 1,129, because that's how many people we've got subscribed to the list at this very moment. And while I do that, please listen to this. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques, so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from Dedario Woodwinds, visit Dedario.com woodwinds. So with the help of Google here, I've picked a random number between 1 and 1,129, and that takes me to number 637. I scrolled all the way through the email list, and number 637 is Chris Garza. Congratulations, Chris. I'll be sending you an email shortly with details on how to claim your prize. If you get this uh, on the podcast before I get the chance to do this, send me a message at sean.parent at clarineat.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and be sure to tune in next time for an episode with the legendary Charles Nydick. <laughs>